strategy. 2023! What's up, fam? Welcome to Mad Science Films. I'm James Plum, if you've forgotten. Filmmaker and sexual astronaut. And welcome to my lovely, humble <laughs> co-host. <laughs> humble. James Morrissey, one half of the Mad Science Films team. Happy New Year, everybody. And... <laughs> Everybody, and don't forget, guys, if you do like this video, then please hit the like button. If you've been enjoying the Mad Science content and want to subscribe to our channel, come follow us on Facebook. Any comments, leave us in the comment section down below. Let's crack on. Yeah. Also, guys, remember this. Please check out our fourth feature film for free over on YouTube. Just search for Little Monster or click on the link in the show notes below. This week, guys, we're campaigning for a forgotten masterpiece of genre cinema to be given the exquisite Blu-ray treatment. And although we do have some viewer recommendations, and guys, thank you for that, me and Jim, we were missing out. We missed this. So Jim wanted to go this week. And Jim, what is the <clears throat> motion picture that you are giving to us? I've gone for the film that nearly bankrupted the producer. <laughs> uh, it's called Slipstream Stars. It's got quite a good cast, actually, but main stars are uh, Bill Paxton and Mark Hamill. And the synopsis is, in the near future, where Earth has been devastated by man's pollution and giant winds rule the planet, bounty hunter Matt kidnaps a murderer out of the hands of two police officers planning to get the bounty hunter. Got that a little bit wrong actually because I think Mark Hamill's the bounty hunter and Matt, played by Bill Paxton, is some criminal nomad kind of guy. Yeah, I mean, thinking, but it, yeah, and also a bounty hunter called Matt. I mean, come on, you know, if you're a bounty hunter, you gotta have a cool name like Striker. Slayer. I mean, his name is Tasker. Tasker was a pretty but kind of fitting for the genre and the, the era. Uh, pretty naff bounty hunter name. I mean, it could be worse. You could be called the dog. <laughs> the dog bounty hunter. Um, but, so, there's a lot that's not quite right with this film. Uh, there's some questions. Is this the first time watch for you, though, Jim? This is the first time watch for me, yeah. Uh, I've watched it twice. I still have the same questions in some parts. Um, but um, which is funny because this is this is produced by oh, I've got his name now. Gary Kurtz. What's it? Gary Kurtz. Gary Kurtz. That's it. So he obviously, yeah. So he produced and heavily involved with the Star Wars franchise, which is you know big sci-fi franchise. And also you got Steven Lisberger who directed Tron, another sci-fi classic. Uh, this has got a really good cast. You got Bill Paxton, you got Bob Peck, uh, you got Mark Hamill, you got Robin Coltrane, Ben Kingsley. You know, really good cast. Um, let's go into why. I, let's go into his its its faults, and then I'll give you my why I think it should be given a release. Okay, so you know, some of the story doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, th there's the big deal about. Um, the android, which is played by uh, Bob Peck, mm -hmm. Byron. So it starts off that uh, Mark Hamill's character, Tasker, is hunting down Byron the android because Byron has killed somebody. Um, and you never quite understand why he did that throughout the whole film. 
So that was a bit of an off-putter. Um, but I quite I, I quite liked his transformation, Byron, like his character, because he starts off kind of like this, um, almost like a Hans Gruber, serious, dangerous man in a suit. Then he turns to like Jesus, um, healing children who are blind. And then he turns into like, because uh, obviously you, you discover then that spoilers that he's an android. Um, he turns into like a bishop from Alien 2, you know, is could he be a friend? Could he not be a friend? Could he be trusted? Blah, 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 blah. So he goes through transformation. Um, but yeah, I had a lot of questions. And I don't think it was directed very well. And I, I don't know whether there was a lot of scenes, perhaps, that were cut from the film because it seemed quite disjointed in, in, in a lot of it. It seemed to lack a bit of a punch. It seemed to lack yeah, a bit of an edge. I agree. It I seemed wonder to... whether rather than scenes being cut necessarily, or, or perhaps they were cut from the script, they ran out of money uh, based on, obviously, yeah, the financial troubles. Of I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, yeah that uh, makes sense. Yeah. yeah so Gary Curtis yeah, was going through yeah. a divorce at the time. He'd fallen out with George Lucas. He wasn't having a divorce from George Lucas, but also he had a business divorce from George Lucas. So he worked yeah. with George Lucas on the first two, had a falling out, wasn't involved in Return of the Jedi. Yes, was mm. uh, going through a nasty divorce, kind of staked all of his career on this movie Slipstream. Um, and yeah, not not the best gamble, Gary. I got to be honest. But yeah, I think no. I think you're right. I think there are parts that don't make sense that don't quite loop up, and I would suspect they probably shot as much as they could afford, and and then kind of went. Oh, and just we got to make try to do it in the edit. I mean, it, it it's, it's some really nice locations. Um, some of the sets pretty cool. Um, you know, I don't mind that. Um, old dated 80s kind of matte background kind of special effects either i don't mind that it just lacked a, it just lacked a quite a bit but bob peck for me puts in a good performance i think he he, he kind of i mean the, the 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 protagonist is supposed to be bill paxton which he's he's kind of a 2d not very interesting kind of character is he but he's, he brings a lot of entertainment i guess do you know what? So I, I like love... that it's kind of like a buddy movie. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. I like I like that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love Bill Paxton. Um, but I kind mm. of suspect based on a few other films where he's the main guy, he's better as a supporting character. You know, he's yeah. he adds kind of flavor as you know, the most obvious example is Aliens, um, where yeah, he mm. is, you know, absolutely great as as the wise ass. When he's forced mm. to become the main guy he ends up being quite vanilla. And there's there's a few other films which, mm. you know, uh, won't be in my recommendations because, again, I, I, I don't rate them that highly, but there was Monolith from the 90s. Uh, I don't know if you remember that. Um, and, yeah, he was the lead guy and, you know, he had the, the similar, you know, flowing locks that he does in this. And I just don't think... I think he's better suited as a supporting character. And I, I, don't get me wrong, I absolutely love him as an actor. He also directed one of my favourite films of all time as well, Frailty. Um, mm. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree with you. Bob Peck absolutely makes the movie. Um, but I also do like Mark Hamill as the villain. I think um, he makes a good villain in this. And I think, you know, obviously, yeah, he, he suffered from being typecast. And I don't think he'd done a theatrical film. I, I, I think this was his first... I think this was his first. He done some voiceovers, didn't he? But I think this was his first screen. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I mean, role. what was Return of no. the Jedi like? And he was three. 
So that's yeah, like, it's that a few years. Like six years at yeah. least until Slipstream got released. So I'm not sure when they shot Slipstream, and obviously if there was yeah. a lot of financial problems, that could have led to some delay. So, but still, I can see I can see Mark Hamill's why he chose to do Slipstream based on the script. I'm assuming the script was pretty good. Um, good so I can see why. Yeah, yeah, I can see why. But uh, and he, I mean, this. So basically, what this film does, it kind of it falls into that umbrella, which a lot of sci-fi films do, that profound philosophical question, can a android become human? It kind of tries to attempts that, What is it to that, be human? It? Yeah, and, um, and, there's, and some of my recommendations will probably come into that as well. So, and, and they try, and they, they take, they take from those films, or they try to, I think, in part, particularly some of the, um, Perhaps costume and even the way Mark Hamill looks reminds me of a villain from a very popular uh, android bounty hunter kind of film, um, Blade Runner. Uh, he, he, he's it's almost as though you take Rutger Hauer's bad guy, but you make him the bounty hunter, and he's not an android; he's human. He kind of you know what I mean. So yeah, it's like flipping um, Blade Runner. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I like that. Yeah, so it's um, but it's it's. I almost I, wonder I, whether I, I, let's, they... let's stick with that a sec, mate. Because of course, who was in Blade Runner? Harrison Ford. So you know, yes. he took yeah, Luke yeah, Skywalker yeah. and made him made yeah. the Blade Runner character the baddie. Hey, do you know what? Yeah. I think what you've just said is more interesting than the film itself. <laughs> I should do a documentary on it. Um, but I think if I, I don't know whether that you could talk, maybe if you take some of the more adult elements from the film maybe you could make this a a, a a film for the teens perhaps i don't know but then because it, it seems to it doesn't have enough for the adults i think it doesn't have enough action it doesn't have enough bite um you don't really like mark hamill was good but i didn't get that sense of because it was like a it was like a chase film wasn't it at the heart it's like of a road movie yeah yeah right. like a road movie chase movie. but I, you know often the guy doing the chasing needs to be a bit fucking a bit more brutish, a bit more, have a bit more edge, and then you really get the sense of, yeah, you know, I think, the I think danger. There's, there's, yeah, I think that's a good point. And I think there's two problems with it. And I, I agree. I think if anything, Mark Hamill could have been done with being more evil. Um, and one of my recommendations is, is based on that. The second one, I think you, you can kind of compare directly to Star Wars. So in Slipstream, they've got this admittedly quite cool looking you know, like aeroplane glider thing. And it looks cool. But the problem mm. is, it's just not very exciting to film because, you know, it's a, yeah, a glider okay. gliding, yeah. you know, serenely across beautiful landscapes. Although I, I would argue not shot that well. Um, beautiful landscapes. But that doesn't give you any sense of speed. Whereas, you know, you look at Star Wars and you've got, you know, like dogfights and you've got like fast cutting, yeah. lasers flying over yeah. it, sound effects as well to suggest, you know, speed and all this kind of stuff. And so, yeah, the road movie element works when it's kind of like the buddy road movie thing. Um, but yeah, in terms of the threat of somebody chasing mm. um, them not didn't feel it really didn't feel it that much um and you know mm. you you'd spend like stuff and i love the, the buddy movie stuff so you spend some time with the buddy stuff and then you'd go back to mark hammond and, he, and you'd be like oh yeah they're being chased i forgot about that oh that mark hammond's yeah oh, yeah 
So yeah, yeah I don't know if that was pacing or or, or what, but um, I just yeah. say I don't know whether Steven Lisberg had just lost control a little bit. I don't know. Again, maybe it become could come a down to yeah, I, I, I in post production the film could have just been taken out of his hands and Gary yeah. could have been just desperate to release something. Something, um, yeah, yeah. I've got to be honest. My, my journey with this film was as a kid, I absolutely hated this film when I saw it because right, the poster. Is beautiful and honestly, um, I remember the video shot they had one of those cutout standees, and I remember seeing it before it came out and going, Holy shit, that's a beautiful looking poster! Um, yeah, it's got fucking Luke Skywalker in it looking badass, yeah. and the Maldi guy from Aliens, mm, expectations were high. Mm. Mum and dad rented it for me, I sat down, and I was like, What the fuck is this? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I hated this film as a kid. Now watching it again, and I, I I watched it twice. Similar for you, the second watch was also me trying to understand some of the finer points of it. Um, second watch, I appreciated it more for the the buddy movie element aspect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which as a kid, you know, I was really there for you know fighting and shooting and fucking like Luke Skywalker. So yeah, mm. yeah. Um, it's an interesting one. It, it's also fun as like a filmmaking thing to kind of look back. Obviously, it was shot in England, and there was a lot of like the same American cast who obviously lived or uh, Canadian cast who lived in America were turning up again. So there mm. was um, oh, I forget his character's name. Uh, the guy Sergeant Apone, or uh, I think it's Sergeant Apone from Aliens. So yeah. uh, the black sergeant, he's he's one of like uh, Bill Paxton's buddies around the table. A very distinctive voice. So I was just like, oh, recognize that voice, and yeah, it was confirmed there. Obviously, Mark Hamill, Bill Paxton, mm. and uh, Bob mm. Peck, who'd later obviously go uh, to work with Steven Spielberg on Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park, yeah. Role for that, yeah. So you know, there was still very much the. British James Cameron, Steven Spielberg, George Lucas elements to it, but it, I just found it really lacking, dude. So um, yeah, yeah, I, I, it's I, I think I, I like it more than when I did as a kid. I can I can say yeah. That. I mean, I think if you like trashy eighty sci-fi. Uh, you don't really want a narrative. You just want bullshit to happen in front of you. So you can just switch off to perhaps, perhaps you know, pick this up. I I did like Bob Peck. I did enjoy um, the journey for Byron trying to seek his own humanity, rubbing shoulders with very um, immoral humans, and he had this like strong sense of morality himself, but he was an Android. I kind of like, I kind of enjoyed that. I liked and the, the bit when he did like his uh, Fred Astaire dance thing. I, I kind of got it a little bit more the second time around. Yeah. Um, so I kind of enjoyed that. And, and Bill Paxton, like you said, I like Bill Paxton and he always makes me kind of smile. Um, and that kind of buddy, you know, uh, element was, was quite good too. Um but yeah, I tell you what, the music though, did you pick up on the music, the score? Yeah, it had these, yeah, I was like, fuck, that's that's fucking Ghostbusters. That's Ooh, um okay. yeah, so Alma Bernstein did the score for it. I thought this sounds very familiar. And, and I, I looked it up. So the score was pretty nice too. It's so, always good to recycle. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's kind of disjointed pleasures. Overall, it doesn't quite work, but there's kind of little bits which I, I kind of dug, and and yeah, and the front cover looks pretty cool too. So if anything, just looks good on the shelf. Yeah. So <laughs> brilliant. There we go. All right, Jim. <laughs> so 
you obviously are dying for this to be out on Blu-ray. Which Blu-ray label do you think is best place to put this bad boy out? I think 88 Films would pick this up. I think yeah. it would do quite well there. I think they're, they're definitely one for this kind of um, sci-fi 80s horror uh, film. Also, Vinegar Syndrome, because they don't seem to have much of a quality control there. And <laughs> uh, But no, they have some fun sci-fi uh, films on Vinegar Syndrome. So yeah, I've gone for those too. Cool. Yeah, yeah, good picks. I'm not sure I agree with Vinegar Syndrome. I think 88, yeah, well within the wheelhouse. Yeah. I, I lent more towards Shout Factory. Um, yeah. More for that, like, kind of 80s retro kind of thing. Um, mm. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think I, I, I could see 88 or, or Shout Factory putting those bad boys out. Okay. So, Jim, you've sat down. You've watched Slipstream. For some reason, you're wanting something more. What are you going to pair nicely with Slipstream? I think the the core of this film, like I mentioned earlier, that kind of can uh, androids become human. I think the film that does it best for me, and I've mentioned it, is Blade Runner. Uh, watch the sequel too, actually, because that's pretty good with Ryan Gosling. So uh, Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Um, and if you're tired of wind and you want your post apocalyptic world to be um, filled with another element, then uh, Waterworld. <laughs> Go check that out. <laughs> if that floats your boat. <laughs> I honestly was wondering, I'm like, where the fuck is it? Yeah, so, yeah, Wind for Water, Waterworld. Um, and there's, there's loads of good sci fi films from that era, actually. I could go on, but, uh, but yeah. Cool, 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 cool. Um, I would say if you wanted kind of like the <clears throat> what does it mean to be human road movie element, which I feel does it better, Starman from John Carpenter. So rather than a, a robot, alien, yeah. very much again, road movie, Karen Allen, Jeff Bridges, just fantastic film. Um, and I feel, yeah. yeah, the government threat element works a bit better than the, the Mark Hamill in this one. So I'd say that. Uh, alternatively, if you want to do a Steven Lisberger double bill, Tron. Uh, Tron and this yeah. is where I admit, though, I'm not a massive fan of Tron either. I, you know, I like Tron. Yeah, I, I don't Tron. mind it, but yeah. it's not. It it wasn't like a childhood favorite. I love the visuals. I love the idea of it, but it's yeah, one where yeah. it doesn't quite deliver for me. But you know, I think yeah. maybe pair those two together. You won't be massively uh, impressed by either one. It, you maintain the stuff. <laughs> <underwear, laughs> <you know>, yeah. <laughs> Um, for a, another post-apocalyptic uh, film which also has um, like Star Wars alumni working on it I'd also recommend Roger Christians who was the production designer on the Star Wars, <clears throat> the original Star Wars trilogy his first film Lorca and the Outlaws um, and what I will say is it again the central plot doesn't quite make sense but what I will say where it kind of wins over Slipstream is I feel that Lorca and the Outlaws feels much more of a lived-in universe. I, you, you know, you said you were yeah, quite impressed yeah. with the sets and stuff like that of Slipstream. I was a bit underwhelmed, dude. I kind of felt like, oh, okay, you know, they did some bare set dressing and that, that was about it. Lorca, honestly, man, and, and it's probably because of Roger Christian's background in production design, it, it's amazing. It's a low-budget uh, sci-fi post-apocalyptic film. Uh, again yeah. with an android um but it makes an amazing world out of yeah yeah must have been yeah uh, like you know a fraction of the star wars budget um and then also one more uh mark for mark hamill playing a legit great bad guy who is a proper threat midnight ride which is basically 
Mark Hamill is a it's basically like the hitcher, but with Mark Hamill as the, the bad guy. Um and much sleazier uh and, and nastier, I would say than the, well maybe not nastier, but definitely sleazier, sweatier. Yeah than uh the hitcher so try to track down midnight ride originally i was actually thinking about that as a future suggestion but i need to find out whether it actually did come out on blu-ray or not so i don't think i've seen that one yeah. we'll have a look it's also got like robert mitchum in it uh who was clearly there for like one day <laughs> Ooh, i like the cover yeah 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 well worth oh, it. yeah yeah oh, cool all right yeah Sounds okay good. so guys have you seen slipstream what did you think of slipstream also guys are there any other films that you think would pair nicely with slipstream um or or just randomly are there any movies out there that you think we should check out um and campaign to get a beautiful blu-ray release and jim what else can these beautiful people do remember guys if you do like this video then please hit the like button um if you've been enjoying the Mad Science content and want to subscribe to our YouTube channel and come follow us on Facebook, any comments, leave us in the comments section down below. Thank you and goodbye.